Okay, Ted Hill, I'm the 14th District State Representative. Today, we're going to talk about immigration. I'm here with Matt Todd, my producer, and we're going to kick off uh, that discussion now. One of the big things with immigration is that it's so difficult for people to conceptualize who's going to be affected by coming down on immigration, right? Is it going to be the average homeowner who, you know, is, hires a gardener who happens to be illegal? Is it going to be corporations? And what do we do? There was that famous, um, there's that famous movie a few years back called, uh, I think it was A Day Without a Mexican or Day Without Mexicans. Mm -hmm. But the idea was, look, if we eliminated in, let's say the agricultural world, eliminated the Hispanic workforce, it was going to be really, really bad. And mm -hmm. you go back and forth about, okay, like, do we need illegals? Can we have, you know, uh, plenty of people on actual work visas? How does this bill affect that? What are the values that what, – what are the benefits and value sets that uh, the average Idahoan gets out of this bill? Walk me through that. Well, I think that uh, everybody across the board are frustrated with the border. And the amount of people coming over – and when I did my uh, uh, my recent newsletter, it's up to 7 million-plus since Biden took over. So it's an open border situation. I do know for the whole – enterprise for farming, we need 2 million. So there are enough workers here now to serve that. So all these workers coming up now, workers or non-workers, I understand why they're coming. The incentive is high. I can go live in New York in a hotel and get free medical care and not have to work. Or they can come get a job. But the incentive is very, very high. And what you need to do is, well, if you're going to come up here, you have to be legal. If we're going to continually okay, it's okay, we're going to look sideways and, and not pay attention to illegals and keep hiring them, then we need to stop complaining about the border. That means we have an open border situation. If we're going to incentivize people to come up here, it will continue. So if you want to disincentivize illegal immigration, what do you do? You got to take away the free stuff. So they still want to come for the jobs. You got to, I totally understand. You come up here and make a lot of money, but we have to, you know, we have to protect our own citizens. So what happens we're bringing in 7 million people. Uh, what's going to happen to the Americans that are already here? It's interesting, and I've spoken to uh, immigrants. They have real problems with this. My guy who mows my lawn, he is a legal citizen. He says, I can't raise my prices because someone will come in, one of these new illegals, and undercut me, and I won't have a job. So there is an impact. So this, the whole concept that we need is cheap labor, you have to step back a little bit and think about what the impact is. Uh, the bill we're talking about is where you want to e-verify everybody, say, okay, are you actually a citizen or an I-9 is another way. So if you're going to hire somebody, they need to prove that they're a citizen. That person is in this company's responsible to determine if they're a citizen. But the point of this bill that we're working on is not going after the guy on the lawn. We're going after the companies that are hiring 50 people or, or whatever. And another part of this bill is we will track the medical care that they use. So it's a comparison. It's a balance. People will say, well, if I have if I have to e-verify, I'm paying these guys $50 an hour. Uh, if I have to use illegals, it's going to cost me $25 an hour. Okay, take a step back on that one. They don't – medical care is free for them because they're using whatever is out there, and they're not paying taxes. So we track 
whatever illegal medical use there is. It's not going to be punitive. They're just going to track it. And what this will prove is the taxpayers are subsidizing these companies with medical. And you'll find out the hundreds of millions of dollars that Idaho will pay uh, and billions of billions of dollars across the country to provide health care, free education, and they're not citizens, and they're not paying taxes. Okay, so a lot of, a lot of pieces here. So first mm-hmm. off, the E-Verify is not to, to track you know, like Big Brother following citizens around. This is literally just to say, look, we need a digital mechanism so that we can quickly verify whether somebody is either A, a citizen, or B, not a citizen, but has a legal right to work here, which is the other thing, right? Like you don't have to be a citizen to work in the United States, but you do have to be paying taxes. You do have to have specific uh, documentation and uh, like, again, a visa, work Mm -hmm. visa. And that's something that this E-Verify is attempting to do, right? Like this is not Big Brother tracking people down. No, and it's just uh, and we, as a, as a country, we got to decide, do we want to have a controlled border or not? So everyone is complaining. All my constituents are screaming about the border. Okay, okay, what do we can do? What can, what can we do to maintain sovereignty in Idaho? Well, defend your workforce, number one. So if you bring in thousands of illegals coming into Idaho and there are jobs available, okay, that feeds some part of it. But then it impacts the rest of these young kids that want jobs because they can't get them now. There's a lot of people that are just choose to stay in the basements that ref- you know, won't come out and work. We know that, especially with the uh, younger kids. But there's an impact, and you're starting to see it across the country. The African-American community says, whoa, 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 what's going on? Chicago, you got thousands coming up there, and they're taking their jobs uh, in those communities because it, it could be all kinds of communities. In these farming communities, uh, it, how many uh, young Americans are working in some of these jobs? Probably not a lot, but we need to decide. You want to make it illegal or not? If it's we're going to go ahead, oh, let's bring illegals and give them driver's license like in California, then they're not illegal. We have an open border and everyone's a citizen of the of the United States. All you do is have to get here. So are we going to become a country of 8 billion people because everybody who wants to come here immediately gets to get everything they want and work and do whatever? Do we have a border or not? So right. Right. that is the part we have to decide. Will there be some impact? Yeah. I think that it will cost more money for some of these companies, the dairy farmers and stuff in Idaho, they will push back. I said, so you're pushing back. You're telling me that we will ignore the law so you can run your business. That's what you're going to try to tell me. And I'm going to say, I don't think that's the right answer. Right. Now, there, there is a lot of criticism with the idea that if you make it more expensive for the dairy farmer to do the dairy farmer's business, right? Like you're making it more costly. They, they have to, instead of paying you know $5 an hour or $10 an hour, they got to pay $15 or $20 an hour to uh, an Idaho citizen or a, a person who is here legally with a work visa, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to make it more expensive for them to do business, which will increase the cost to the consumer. But- what you will also be doing is stopping the the employment without taxation and then supporting individuals who might have family here or, again, as you're pointing out, healthcare. So it's kind of like, yeah, maybe a gallon of milk will cost you 25 cents more, but the state taxation, uh, the, the state tax system is is not going to be as – as intense either because you don't need as much money to fund schools. You don't need as much money to fund hospitals. Yes. 
And the people that are using those things are paying their share, right? right? Like the, that's the bottom line. So people will use healthcare whether or not they're paying for it. And if somebody shows up to an emergency room in Idaho with you know a torn up femur or something, mm-hmm. they're going to get medical care. They're not they're not going to sit there seeing somebody bleeding to death on a bed and say, okay, well. You know, can I see your e-verified? They're going to take care of the person and Absolutely. save that person's life, and the average Idaho citizen then picks up the bill. So they're picking up the bill, paying for the medical care to save twenty-five cents on a gallon of milk. And it's like, okay, well, why don't we just increase the cost of a gallon of milk a tiny bit, and then you not have to subsidize the medical care of the individuals? Spot on. And this has been done in other states, and I got it from a Florida bill that are already doing that, and that was the same reason why, because it's a bigger state. The impact is hundreds of millions, billions. So there is an impact. So the, so the pushback from certain companies will be that. Your cost is, will go up, but I think I can prove it that it is not because the subsidies that we're providing as taxpayers are such that it's probably going to balance it out or it will make a difference. And again, you have to say if we are going to enforce the law or not. And no country really can survive with this kind of open border we have now. We know this needs to stop. And what can Idaho do to protect the border? Well, as a sovereign state, we cannot enforce immigration, but we can enforce certain aspects to actually disincentivize to come to Idaho to work. And that we're not a sanctuary state. And we see how sanctuary states are working out. They're, they're screaming bloody murder now. You know, oh, yeah, we, we believe. Yeah, come here, come here. Whoa, whoa, stop, stop. Not in my backyard. So it's, it's a big projection until it comes to your backyard and it affects you and affects, uh, oh, your kids can't get a job. We're not to that point now. But it's just if my constituents want to fix the border, okay, we cannot build a wall around Idaho. Um, so what can we do? Um, this, you know, I'll go back. I'll take a step back. What, how I started into this is back in April, uh, Senator, or, or actually Governor Abbott put something out. He says, hey, I want the different states to support our guard uh, down here and help defend the border. I said, okay. I went to the governor and asked. So here, unilaterally, straight to the governor, says, what can we do? He gave me a sit down with the leadership and the, the general from the guard. And we sat down. Can we send the guard down there to stop Idaho's part? What can we do? We looked at it, looked at the mission, how much it was going to cost, what was going on at the border when I was there in my, my border visit, that the guards just hanging out with rifles and doing nothing. They're just a position. They might be moving wire around, maybe moving some some porta potties around. They're not doing security. They're doing nothing. We decided the mission was not necessary for us. So we dropped that piece. Idaho could have contributed to the border security right at the border. We're not going to use the guard. The Idaho State Police did send a contingent down there. But again, the borders, when I went down there, they're wide open. Once they get across the river, once they talk to a border patrol person, they're in. So the big, the big issue that you see Idaho is facing as far as immigration is not that we are not supporting the border enough. It's the border is is just bleeding, yes. and there's nothing you know. Sending down the Idaho State Police, sending down the the guard, that's not going to stop it. 
it seems that your position is, look, the best thing we can do to stop illegal immigration from entering Idaho, because we can't do the entire United States. That's not mm-hmm. that's not our mission, and it's it would be a failed mission if we attempted to do it. What we can do is make it not hospitable in Idaho to gain illegal employment or to you know essentially siphon off Idaho tax dollars by using the medical and education system and things of that nature. Affirmative and. It's it's frustrating because people ask me, can we deport them? I asked the attorney general, and I went to that and said, well, we have them here. The law is, we have immigration law. We cannot deport them. That is a federal function and federal law. Mm-hmm. I can't, an ISP person or an Eagle police cannot arrest you and deport you. So that it doesn't, it doesn't happen. And they're not even supposed to legally be able to ask your status. So that's what the cops, they don't, that's not their job. So that's a separate, that's, you know, that's a separate thing. That's a federal thing. And the federals are not obviously doing anything. Um, could we get, say if they ask me, what, a bus is coming north uh, from the border. And they're coming up to Boise. Can we deport them? And I go, no. But we have human trafficking laws that we can do something about that's different. Oh, so, okay. but, but so if there's a trafficking thing, we have a trafficking bill from the state, we can go after the trafficking piece. So, hell, they're illegals, but they're coming here. There could be sex trafficking. We can enforce that, and we can do something about that. So it's very frustrating as Idahoans say we're being overrun. Um, how do we defend our sovereignty? And that's this is the only way: disincentivize, get the workers, get get these companies to change their work model and use Americans. Right. So the economic the economic pressures lead to wider societal and cultural shifts in behavior. Yeah, I think so. I think so. And it's just the pushback will be: it's going to be onerous. It's going to be too much. It's overreach. It's not It's not going to be that way, and we will get this out on the floor and see how the floor and all the different legislators respond. Why do people think it would be overreach? Because essentially what you're just saying is, hey, look, everyone agrees that illegal immigration is a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Immigration is not a problem. Illegal immigration yes. is a problem. Yes. And the spoils of illegal immigration, Idaho taxpayers paying for medical and school and all kinds, like roads and stuff, mm-hmm. right? Like. Mm-hmm. Driving a truck to go to work, you're, somebody paid for that road. What is the pushback? What what do people worried about with this? Because again, we can't do anything about the actual country border from Idaho, but yeah. we can only do things within our own house. Yeah, and it's it's just people have to accept they don't don't they don't want to pay for it. So it's they 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 will say, hey, we want to stop illegal immigration, but it's going to cost me ten bucks to mow my lawn instead of eight. Ah, uh, you know. That kind of pushback, if that happens, I'll be surprised. But that is always the challenge. I think it's more from the corporations. So when I face this, I'm sure it's going to be lobbyists from the big companies. They're going to push back because they say their costs are going to be too high. And I go, well, you know what? No, no, I don't care. You know, fix your business, hire legals, hire people on visas. And there's a lot of them. And we should do that. And we have enough legal immigrants here uh, or visas to fill this void. And I think that everyone can see this. And we're going to see the impact of this last three years. Uh, these people that are coming up, 
Are they coming up to work? You know, when I was on the border and I saw this family, this mother, her three-year-old, and the father, those people were coming up to work. Sure they were. So it'd be nice if we could send them through a legal part of this. But then there's a whole bunch of other folks coming through that are somewhat nefarious and questionable. We're not, we're not screening that at all. Uh, is that an issue that this will stop? It's not going to stop those nefarious players. We've got Chinese people coming through. Are they Chinese operatives with the, uh, the People's Liberation Army? Or are they Chinese immigrants? Well, how did China get down and how did Chinese get down in Mexico? What's, what's going on with that? There's a lot of strange things going on there. The vast majority of them recently are from Venezuela. We know why they're coming because their country's awful and they're coming up for jobs. Got it. Let's open it up. We have, normally we take two, 1.5 million, whatever it is, legally, but we sure can't take 4 million illegally. Right. And when you say open it up, you mean, hey, look, let's broaden the mechanisms to safely allow for skilled or, you know, even low end legal workers. Absolutely. Right. When you say open it up, it's not like, look, People are coming across the border all the, all day long illegally. That's fine. It's like, no, 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 it's not fine. But we need to figure out a mechanism to screen out the people that are actually coming here so that they can get to get jobs and get a better life and contribute to the workforce, pay taxes, things of that nature. Right. And then obviously be tighter on the people that are coming up that are bad actors. Yeah, I think that's right. completely fair. And what we can do with the corporations is – if they don't abide, it depends on how big it is, sure. how long they do it, and they're found out they're keeping these people, It's uh, they lose their license. So that's, that's mm-hmm. the impetus. So what is the enforcement mechanism? They're not going to jail. They're losing their business license. So a lot of companies, a lot of people, you know, individuals won't be affected by this. Um, still, though, it's, it's part of we need to bring this control our sovereignty and everyone has to be uncomfortable. We're all immigrants. Every single one of us are immigrants. All our parents or grandparents were immigrants. We all understand that is good, but you, a country can't survive with an open border. It's gonna, we're, we're just going to get swamped. And everyone knows it, and we know what's going on in the cities. This can happen in Idaho. People are going to go, we just got a busload, two busloads, three busloads. Where are we going to put them? They're going to be sleeping on the grass, uh, blue grass at Boise State. You know, like what are they doing in some of these places? Where are we going to put them? And, you know, we can employ them. Do we need that? No, we need skilled workers. So, you know, this is what happened when I was in Australia and talked to Australians. They had very specific requirements to come in there as an immigrant. Mm. I couldn't immigrate to, to Australia by just showing up. I have to have a certain amount of money and a skill set and the possibility for a job before I can even become considered to have a visa to become an Australian. That's pretty much the way it is across the country, except a few countries that are suffering, England, France, they're suffering. Because their borders are essentially open, right? And they're they're really paying for it now. You're seeing right. it. It's just the chaos. Um, you want to have this methodical, legal, and everyone is part. Everyone wants to be American. I think they do for sure. Uh, we just need to make it f- fair and legal. And I right. think that's the best we can do. Right. And again, being compassionate towards those that are coming over. Um, being tough on illegal workforces is not lacking compassion, right? Like you can have an appreciation for somebody wanting a better life, but also recognizing 
that obviously if you allow this mass workforce, mass illegal workforce to be here, it's it makes life worse on the actual citizens of Idaho, mm-hmm. right? Like the taxpaying guy who's trying to go out and get a job, all of a sudden he can't really live off the wages that are offered That's because right. the businesses have an alternative employment option. That's right. Right? So it's kind of like, look, you, yeah, you can have a compassion for people that want a better life, but you also have to have compassion for the people that are already here trying yes. to live a taxpaying stand-up life. That is the most important part of what you, what you just said. The point is, is, yes, it's nice to bring all these people in and take care of them, but what is the impact? Right. We need to look at the citizens that are here and recognize their rights. Immigrants are here legally, and, and the, the young people, everybody's going to suffer. So our job is to protect American citizens, not to protect Venezuelan citizens. So focus where we are. I care about Idahoans. I'm not really concerned about Venezuelans. That's not my job. That's, you know, so if they come up here legally and they become Idahoans, then okay. That's a, that's a really precise point because what's important, and we've kind of lost that. We forget who's suffering here. Many Americans are. And again, the costs are going to be onerous. Right. Uh, and you're going to see what's going to happen as we move forward. A lot of the there's going to be a lot of jobs replaced with AI and all these type of things. That's another concern. It hasn't developed like futurists were saying that a lot of this stuff would be taken over in farms. But farms now are becoming more and more automated. So the need for all that labor is less and less and less each year. Uh, I even saw uh, this concept of drones picking uh, stuff off the high end of of cherry trees. I'm like, wow, that's crazy. That can't be efficient. But there's going to be machines and things. We're not going to have as many workers required. So that's right. that's going to change. Right. And the shift away from the agricultural economy uh, model started happening, you know, like 100 years ago. I think sure. it was 19, 1920 or 1930. It was like half of America was employed in the agricultural industry in some capacity. Absolutely. And now Absolutely. it's some tiny fraction of that. So you're going to – even with invention of um, – human operator machines. You don't have to have automation, but like you just have more efficient combines mm-hmm. and you have more mm-hmm. efficient tractors and things of that nature. You're going to have continue to have a decrease in the agricultural sector. But uh, again, the bottom line is whatever the market is, right? Whatever the employment field is, you want people that are contributing to the overall community, yes. right? You And that goes for Idahoans here, right? Like you want people that are paying taxes to pay for roads and to pay for, for other things, not, not excessive taxes and not taxes that are mm-hmm. then turned around and spent poorly, but you want people participating in the medical system and, you know, the, uh, every aspect of the thing that, the, uh, the things that make Idaho so great in the education system, medical system, everything. Absolutely. And, and I've seen the impact. I've talked to teachers and these families come up, illegals, they put them in the schools. They're here for four or five months. They have to take them and then they leave. And if they show up in May then, or March, then they leave. It's, it's very chaotic. Um, it's frustrating for, you know, we bring these kids, we educate them, and we're not going to just leave them on the streets. There's a big impact. It's a cost in the education system because the cost is per student, and they aren't paying taxes. They aren't part of the mechanism. 
Uh, you could say, well, the companies that uh, are paying taxes, but those individuals are not. And it gets very difficult. If you really start to put the cost into it, it's probably pretty it's significant. I'm surprised California hasn't gone bankrupt yet because they're feeding so many illegals. Um, there's got to be a breaking point. Uh, we are struggling here. Our budget's very small in Idaho. Just the Medicaid uh, matching is crushing us. Education is crushing us. Our, we can barely maintain it. So bring in additional cost in the medical system that we can barely take care of our citizens and having another additional cost. Um, and then the education, we're hanging on by our fingernails. We can't fix these schools, all this stuff. We're having these challenges. It's like, we're not answering that. It's, it's, it's a problem because they don't have skin in the game. So once they become citizens, they got skin in the game. They're paying taxes, changes everything. And when they're on, and when we're on the visa, they have to pay taxes too. Right. Clearly right. so. And the bottom line is, listen, everybody likes labor. Mm-hmm. Everybody likes affordable products. Everybody likes getting on with life in the in the most agreeable manner, right? Being able to provide food and have a job, fine. Just do it legally, mm-hmm. right? Let's make a mechanism that disincentivize, or it sounds like that's what you're saying, that the immigration bill is making a mechanism that further disincentivizes illegal illegal workforces by being punitive to the actual companies that are employing them, not the actual individual consumer who might have a gardener, but actual large corporations mm-hmm. like farming corporations or things of that right. nature. Right. Let's make some kind of deterrent for the corporations to employ illegal immigrants or people without work visas, and then you can go from there. When you and when, when you can have a picture of my border picture, and that will come on this podcast. But uh, when I did visit there, the the humanitarian crisis that has created. Why is it this way? When I watched this lady and her baby trying to cross the river, I'm behind the concertina wire, going, "She's going to get swept away in the Rio Grande, and this kid's going to die." I'm watching this, and and, and live. I'm going, "What?" What's, no one can jump in the water and save her because these wires are here. No one can get there. The risks they're taking are tremendous. The lineup of how it's just it's catastrophic. We're, we're creating a crisis by the incentive to come to America and get a free place to hang out. So it all is part of the mechanism. So how can I stop this chaos at the border, make it so uh, if we had more states like this and you verify, they'd Maybe going to California, Illinois, and Massachusetts, and those states would be screaming bloody murder and the border would get shut down. <laughs> it would just be a matter of we can't deal with this. It's, I think we're getting close to that now that people are going, whoa, we really, we really got an issue here. And uh, we'll see what happens here in the next year. But it's actually worse now. When I was down there at the border two months ago, it was like two weeks after we were there, Eagle Pass, 10,000 people came across this six-mile stretch in a day. I'm like, wow. And, yeah, the incentive is so strong. And when I got the brief and they showed this bar graph, this bar graph and different presidents, Obama and everything, and then he got to Biden and it goes, boom. It's, it's really, the word is out across the world. Come to America. It's a free ride. That's what they're being told. And we need to we need to stop that. 